Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. I once heard the story about a man who went to a Catholic priest and said, Father, I want you to say a Mass for my dog. The priest was indignant. What do you mean, say a Mass for your dog? Well, it's my pet dog, said the man. He passed away. I love that dog, and I'd like for you to offer a Mass for his soul. Sorry, said the priest, but we don't offer Masses for dogs here. If I were you, I'd try the Episcopal Church down the street. And so the man left. He was really sad about this. And he said to the priest on his way out, I really love that dog. I was planning to offer a million dollar gift in Thanksgiving for the Mass. To which the priest replied, Now, sir, wait a second. Just wait. You never said your dog was Catholic. So here we are, it's our final week of extravagant generosity, and I suppose the whole point of that joke was to remind us that there are much better reasons to give, that giving to the church is not transactional, it is transformational. Generosity and love, they are what hold our faith together, and the moment they go missing from our life or missing from our church, if we take away this one thing our faith ceases to make sense. And so a silly illustration, at the very beginning of this pandemic, I sent out an email to the choir and a few other members of the congregation to inform them that diocesan guidelines did not allow for congregational singing. And sadly, I typed it way too fast. I didn't proofread what I had written. And basically, this is what I said. I said, I know how much you love doing this, I know you're sad, we can't do it anymore, but we have to stop. It makes the coronavirus worse. Now, I know many of you have been doing this for 30 years, and you're really good at it, and that it's what you love about this church. And on and on I went, but in the subject line of the email, instead of writing congregational singing, much to the confusion of all, I wrote congregational sinning. I ended the email by pledging that when COVID came to an end, we could do as much of it as we wanted to the fullness of our heart's desire. I was only missing the letter G, one small thing, and yet it made my email incomprehensible. And I would submit that Christianity without love, that Christianity without generosity, it also makes faith in Christ incomprehensible. Now, what I love about today's readings is how they reveal that love and generosity are not two different things. One is the expression of the other. You see, in today's reading from 1 Corinthians, Paul is clear. It doesn't matter what we do, or how well we preach, or how many causes we support, or how much we give, if we don't do it in faith, as an expression of love for Christ, we gain nothing. And whenever I say love, I don't mean a feeling. Giving can make us feel really, really good. 
Sometimes giving scares us to death. Two very different feelings, but both can be an expression of love. Because at the end of the day, love is not so much a feeling as it is a choice. And more specifically, a choice to give, not to earn God's love, but to mirror God's love. To respond to God's love and to share in God's love. And isn't this the message from the Gospel of John today? That God so loved the world that he gave his only son that all who believe might have eternal life. God so loved that he gave. Meaning that love and generosity cannot be separated and that to grow in one is necessarily to grow in the other. And so as we bring this sermon series on extravagant generosity to a close, there are two things that I'd like to leave you with that really capture the fullness of what we're going for here at St. Michael's. Number one, I invite you to do something to reacquaint yourself with the generosity of God. Now, I know how easy it is to focus our attention on what isn't working, on what we don't have, on what we want, and frankly, on how scary and vulnerable and uncertain life can feel right now. But I also know that gratitude is how you and I reacquaint ourselves with the generosity of God. And so I'd invite you to pause just for a moment to do that right now, and not just to think about the blessings in your life, but to feel them. To feel the miracle of existence. To feel the beauty of creation. To feel the joy of knowing that we are created, sustained, and saved by God. And that we have been given eternal life. For God so loved that he gave. He gave his son. He gave us life. He gave us this church. In fact, everything we have, everything we love, everything we value, God gave. For God so loved that he gave. And so my hope is that this time of extravagant generosity has been an opportunity for you to reacquaint yourself intimately with the generosity of the God we worship. And then number two, I invite us not just to feel, but also to practice. To practice generosity, not just with our time, but also with our money. And to do so for two reasons. First, St. Michael's needs your generosity. Now, I've never actually said that in a sermon before mainly because I'm very sensitive and nervous. I never want anyone to feel pressured or coerced. But the reason I say this now is because, frankly, it's the truth. Your generosity enables us to welcome the community to worship every single week. Your generosity has enabled us to be resilient and to grow our impact during COVID-19. Your generosity has offered shelter to the homeless, pastoral care to the hurting, 
And it is what feeds people, both spiritually and physically. Because of your generosity, we are in a much better position to live into our mission as a church and to share the love of Jesus Christ with more people. And that is just a fact. But of course, it's not the full truth. You see, it's not just that St. Michael's needs our generosity. It's that we all have a deep spiritual need to be generous. Because remember, generosity and love, this is what ties Christianity together. It's what ties our life together as people created in the image of an extravagantly generous God. God so loved that he gave. St. Michael's so loved that they gave. That, my friends, is what we are after. Now, tomorrow, or relatively soon, you should receive a 2021 pledge card in the mail and a separate pledge card for the St. Michael's Building Project. Emily and I will increase our pledge to the church this year And we'll also make a gift to support the work that needs to be done to maintain our beautiful campus. And it is with confidence and joy that I invite you to join me. And I have to say, every single year, I always ask our leaders to make their pledge early. That's the members of our vestry, our stewardship commission, and our finance commission. And all of them participated. As to date, we've received 27 pledges for almost $213,000. That's about a 9% increase over last year. And so before we even start, I want you to know that we are growing and that you are invited to be a part of that growth. And so all that to say, thank you so much for engaging with us these last four weeks. And I want to end this series with One final illustration. There is a wonderful story in Cherokee culture about two wolves. And it was the grandfather's job, his duty, to tell this story to his grandson as part of the growing up process. And the story goes something like this. There is a battle going on inside all of us at all times. And the battle is between two wolves that live inside us. My son, the grandfather, would say, this battle is between two wolves that live inside us all. One is selfish. It is anger, envy, jealousy, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other wolf is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, truth, compassion, faith, love, generosity. The grandson thinks about this war, and he feels those two wolves inside of himself, and eventually he asks, well, Grandpa, which wolf wins? To which the grandfather replies, the one you choose to feed. Consider this our yearly reminder that with respect 
to how we relate to money, it takes intentionality and courage to feed the right wolf. And that this happens when we make a prayer-soaked decision. A decision to live a generous life, a decision to support the ministry of God's church, and a decision to adopt a generous practice. All to bear witness to an extravagantly generous God. A God who so loved that he gave. Amen.